And all the moms in the room said, amen. Well, good morning. We're so glad that you chose to join us uh, this morning for Mother's Day. And we're so excited um, to be with you here this morning up here. And I'm joined with uh, amazing mothers uh, that probably seem a little familiar to you. You may even be related to them. And so um, you're not into motherhood real long before you realize all of the experiences that you have last for just a time, for just a season. Sometimes seasons may last a little longer than others, um, but there's still this, this perpetual time of the next season. And sometimes it can be difficult and challenging, and sometimes it is just this most momentous moment. Um, and that's what we're going to share with you all today, is our seasons, our times that we are in. And um, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 says it like this. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, starting with verse 1. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. And that last part was verse 11. And a lot of you um, hipsters might remember the song, To Every Season, Turn, Turn, Turn. Anybody in the house with that? Yes. So your mind now is going through, a time to be born, a time. We're not getting into all that. I just condensed it. So, <laughs> but, uh, but this is where, this is where, we are today. This is our focus and our theme for this morning. That is seasons. There is a time for everything. And sometimes it's hard to let go of some seasons, right? Sometimes you can't wait to kick them out the door. <laughs> we are done with that season. Well, I'm going to um, have these ladies introduce themselves, introduce um, who belongs to them and the season that they are currently in. So, my name is Beverly Summit. I am Pastor Josh's wife, and we are in our very first season with a 15-month-old, Isla James. I am Kristen Creech. Um, my husband is Brandon, and I am a mother to Liam, who is 10, Caroline, who is 8, and Catherine, who is 5. Okay. And then, so Bev is representing that first-time mother ever, still very fresh. And then we have uh, Kristen, who is, um, is representing that elementary age. And she's had a taste of a little bit of high school, too, with, with Pia being in her room as well, or in her home as well. Um, I'm Jennifer Coffroth. My husband is Chester. And Brianna Coffroth is 23, and she is my daughter. And my name is Tressa Woodard, and I belong to Jaden. And I will get her later for her sweet introduction. And, um, and so we have an older son, Trent, who is um, about to get married. And then Jaden is in the middle, sandwiched, or sandwiched between our two boys. Brock is our youngest. He's 20 years old. So I'm representing that time of life, that season, uh, college age, and going into this marriage where we're gaining a daughter. Vicki Steele. Um, I am a mother of a grown-up, very much a grown-up, <laughs> and I have three grown-up 
grandchildren, so I've passed most of the seasons that you are going through right now, so I'm here to offer wisdom. <laughs> I even have the gray hair to prove it. And today, mostly, I'll be discussing the season of my life, which is taking care of my mother. She's 89 years old. And how many of you have seen that to be true, where the roles switch that way, right? So we're just going to um, go through a series of questions and uh, a time of encouragement. And um, I know that this is very much a Mother's Day celebration time. But God's word is for everyone. And the experiences that we have are for everyone. And so, gentlemen, make sure that you're with us still and don't feel like you have to sit back and, and cut anything out. Um, all of this is for everyone in the room. And so just receive what the Lord has for you today, and uh, we know that he is already at work in this place. So our first question today um, that we're going to share is, name one positive character trait you learned from your mother that you've incorporated into, into your parenting style. And, uh, and so I'm going to start with that one. And so one, I tried to narrow it down to one. I think overall for my mother, um, she, she has taught us to, and, and by example, she, it's not like she looked at me and said this, but it was by watching. To love unconditionally. I watched her love family members very close friends who I would probably end up calling aunt or uncle, um, regardless of skin color, regardless of social status, regardless of their sins that may, they may be living in that we would see prevalent in their lives. She loved them truly and has continued to love them unconditionally. And, uh, and that's one thing that I have really taken from my mom and, and have tried to incorporate that the best I can uh, into our children, into our home and our family. Um, and then, um, you know, just making sure that they, that they can see beyond those things and see those people, whoever they are, for um, who, the way that Christ sees them, I guess. And, um, and to look beyond those things that culture or society may separate and segregate into, into areas because um, it's all about the kingdom purpose and the kingdom vision for all of that, kingdom view. And so um, that's, one, that's one positive trait that, um, that I can say that um, I got from my mom. And just one more is um, always, telling, always telling me that she loved me, telling us that she loved us. I had no doubt that I was loved. There was no doubt that I was loved. And I still am loved. I still get, you know, an Easter basket. I still get <laughs> Santa Claus still comes <laughs> for me. <laughs> but um, but I know there was there was never a question that that I was loved. And so again, we've tried to make sure that no matter what happens, no matter what we go through, no matter how frustrated we may get with each other in our home and in daily living, that um, that our children know that we love them, and we try to say it as they go out the door every time. We love you. I love you. And it's like, love you, click. You know, it's like we're all at the same time. Like, we know, we love you. Blah, blah, blah. But, um, but just making sure that, that, that they have no doubt with that. 
I'll go ahead and go. Um, so one of the things that I feel like that my mom has always instilled in us is just the importance of relationship with the Lord, um, making him a priority um, and prior prioritizing um, everything that we did and, and it being in the center of, of his will. Um, and also just praying about every situation. I feel like that one of the things that she always instilled in us was that, you know, you know, if it's something that you are concerned about, pray about it. Just go to the Lord because he's the one that's going to, you know, carry you through. And um, those have been the things that I feel like I have tried to instill in Brianna. You know, even when you don't understand certain situations, just pray about it. Ask the Lord about it. And he'll show you. So I feel like that's something that, he is, that she has instilled in me that we have um, instilled in Bri as well. Mine kind of goes with that. Um, my mother was one of the most patient women I have ever seen but it always paired with prayer so it wasn't just patience it was always patience and prayer and I have an older sister and then I have a twin sister as well so it was double trouble the second time which required a lot of patience and when that patience was kind of starting to get thin that's when the prayer came in and um, that is one thing I have learned is that it's very easy to run out of patience especially after your day has been long and you could have been at home all day or you could have been at work or you could have been at Kroger. It just runs out sometimes and that's when that prayer comes in. And it was really fascinating to watch my mom go through seasons with my older sister and seeing how she handled it behind the scenes and then to know that I have a daughter now and that I will be going through a lot of those same seasons and just how she went to prayer with everything when patience was really hard. I'll go ahead and go. Um, so one thing that, I, that my mom taught me um, that I truly appreciate as an adult is the importance of um, guarding our mind, our eyes, and our ears, and our hearts with the things that we watch and listen to. Um, I remember growing up and there being like the TV playing in the background during dinner time, and if an inappropriate scene came on TV or language started getting out of hand with vulgarity, um, there was no question in our minds that she was going to turn that off and that the channel was going to be changed. <coughs> so I feel like that really shaped the trajectory of how um, I do things in my parenting now because it was able, we were able to um, agree as a, as a couple together that, you know, in our home that we are going to be mindful of the things that we watch and the things that we listen to because there's no doubt in my mind that what, um, what goes in is going to come out. Okay, I would say um, my mother taught me integrity, which means being truthful at all costs, um, and also faith. She had great faith, uh, a prayer warrior. Um, some of that came through, some of it didn't. So, you know, I was brought up pretty strict Pentecostal back then. So a lot of things I rebelled against, but, you know, I always remembered that, you know, whatever you do, you always be truthful, even if it, it hurts. So I tried to instill that over to my daughter, which she was really a, a good kid. The Lord blessed me. I don't know why, because I was <laughs> very rebellious myself. But she was a good kid. So um, I just thank the Lord that I was brought up in a godly home, that I was taught those things. So. Great. Thank you. Um, and as we, as we just thought of this, too, as we go through these, um, these series of questions, especially if you're able to be with your mother today, um, 
you don't know what you sharing these things with them would do as well. And I just, I really encourage you to, to put in your memory today how you might would answer these questions and just do a lot of reflecting as you're sitting here. If you're able to share that um, with your mother today, um, that's so important that they know. You know, we know these things, but we may not always speak it. And uh, really, it can really um, make their day, make their whole year, who knows, until next Mother's Day. All right, so our next question uh, is this. What is one of the most unforgettable memories that you have shared with your mom uh, as a child or when you were a child? Or, um, yeah, when you were a child. This one confused me as I wrote it. And, um, uh, or a memory that you have with your own children uh, as a mom. So. I think one of the, um, as for Brianna, when she was a child, um, she was always a very sweet baby, too. She um, just was very easygoing, but I loved it. Every time I would say to her, I'd say, I love you. Do you love Mama? And she'd say, yes, I love you much, big one. That's how she would always say it, and she would go, I love you much, big one. And even now, sometimes we'll just go around the house, and I'll say, I love you much, big one. So that's something that has always stuck with me, with her. But one of the things that I remember um, as a child is um, it, I will never forget it um, like it, it was like it was yesterday. Um, my dad's dad had passed away, and we were going to the funeral home, and I was really sick um, with strep throat, and I had been running fever, and it was a bad time. We couldn't go to the doctor because it was right in the middle of going to the viewing, and, and I, I was horribly sick. I felt terrible, and I remember sitting on a couch at the funeral home, and I remember laying my head on my mom, and I remember saying to her, I feel horrible. And I was just shivering. I mean, I was running fever. I felt terrible. And I knew that we had to be there, but there was nothing we could do. And I remember my mom just simply laying her hand on my throat. And I remember her saying a very simple prayer. It wasn't nothing major. It was just very simple prayer. And immediately, and this is, I remember this being so vivid in my mind. Immediately, I began to sweat and the fever just began to break. And I started feeling so much better. And that right there, I shared that, I have shared that over the years with Brianna because I wanted her to know there is power in prayer and there is power in just the simpleness of, of a prayer. Um, and I wanted her to know and, and just understand that those are things like that that are faith builders that just build your faith about what God can do. And so I have um, shared that with her. I've shared that with several, you know, several times in college and career of how wonderful God is and how he, he heals like that. Um, and that's something I will never forget. And I'm thankful, I'm thankful that I have that memory because it is even now to this day just a memory to me that God still can do even the simplest of prayers. You know, he still can do the miraculous. remember my mother like I said she she was a prayer warrior and um, when I was uh, very young I had asthma which was pretty bad and um, I always will remember her telling me uh, it didn't mean a whole lot at the time but uh, that the Lord showed her that there were angels over me and you know I was healed from that so um, I just thank the Lord for her faith you know I'm believing that could be healed. Great heritage, really. 
I think that's probably what sticks out with me too. Um, as as my children have gotten older, um, those conversations about the things of God, and um, and what He's showing them individually when it becomes their walk with Christ, not so much follow me in my walk and, you know, we're going to make sure that we do these specific things for you. Uh, it becomes very personal. And it's the neatest thing to start sharing with each other um, a depth of a walk with Christ that, that you're seeing um, the Lord deal with things with them or um, leading them and guiding, guiding them into what he has for them. It's really neat to, to stand back and watch that and experience that with them. Um, one that um, is not so much the things of God, although we talk about them while we're there, but um, a lot of our, I was asking Jaden about this last night, and I was like, what do, you, what do you think about unforgettable memories? And a lot of them that she was saying actually centered around us going camping. And her, the first one that she said was our pine cone wars. And y'all, we would go, for those of you who all have been to Magnolia Springs, um, if you keep going past the lake, and there used to be the, the big pioneer camping area at the backside or the end of that road, that was our, that was our pine cone war battlefield. And, uh, and so we would all gather, this sounds horrible, I'm explaining it, and we would just chunk and, and hurl pine cones at each other <laughs> for memories. And... Um, <laughs> And apparently it's, it's worked, it's stuck. But um, so that's the first thing that she remembered. I was like, wow, what an impact. And, um, and so we could not remember, speaking of impact, um, the pine cone that nailed me right on the bridge of my nose and which child was responsible. Now they might remember if they were here, all of them, but um, nobody fessed up to it. When, um, when Brock got home, he's like, I don't, I don't remember. Um, but uh, anyway, I don't because I didn't see who threw it. I just felt it. And uh, so all six of the, I think we counted six or seven, of the little pine, the, that little point on the cones, all of them nailed me right there. And it was like, ding, 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 right there across my nose. I mean, and needless to say, I was literally out. I was out of the game, and I had to step over to the side. I couldn't throw any more. And it was probably a good thing, but um, she always remembers the, the picture that we took of it after that and the swelling and me smiling through it. So anyway, great memories. And then Ricky the raccoon. That was um, that was my fault, and that was annoying. But we thought for some reason if we just covered our peach cobbler bowls that we had just eaten delicious peach cobbler out of if we just covered it with our our little outdoor sink rubbermaid little box of outdoor sink and just covered it we'll get it in the morning and in the middle of the night we hear them out there like all of the bowls are clanking together and I'm thinking it's a huge giant you know it's a bear who was wanting cobbler <laughs> and, um, and so I'm just laying there like oh my gosh it's finally happened the bear has come and so I'm just I'm, I'm not going to move so I think Trent and and Les went out there to check it out like being manly men and of course it was Ricky and so he's just staring him down and then he'll move closer and he's like just try to get rid of me just try and so then he would get a little closer and so I had had it with Ricky because they kept, you know, shooing him away. After a couple minutes, he would come back. And I finally just yelled, get, get out of here. Just get on, get. And I'm like, that. I could not have sounded more redneck. 
in that moment. And so that impacted apparently Jaden as well. So, but, um, but yeah, we've had a great time camping and that's for sure bonded our family, um, which is really important as well. So someone else? So mine actually has to do with camping too. <laughs> and it starts with my dad, but my mom saved the day. And my dad took my twin sister and I, we were gonna camp outside in the backyard. Well, it was going to rain. And everybody knows if it rains, you should put a tarp down first just so none of the rain gets under, you know, any of the, the holes in the ground. Well, we didn't. And so it's raining. It's about 3 a.m. And my sister and I wake up. And I'm not kidding. My fingers are pruned at this point because I've been sleeping in a puddle. And I'm almost gargling. My, you know, dad, bless him, is snoring away like, you know, three sleeping bags over. And so I go inside. And I remember walking to my mom's bed upstairs. She's all cozy and warm. And I just tap her, and she's, she grabs my hand, and she's like, why are you damp? Like, why are you wet? And I just remember, it was, I was exhausted. I was pretty sure I was crying at this point because, you know, I'm cold, I'm tired. I'm also maybe six. And I just remember her so caringly just getting me, you know, changing me and warming me up. And she made me some hot chocolate at probably, like I said, like 2 or 3 in the morning. And just the, that caring moment of, I don't know, it was just she took care of me in that moment. And that's just something I remember very vividly. And we, then we let my dad sleep out there for the rest of the night. <laughs> we did go get my sister. But <laughs> one of my favorite memories with Isla so far is the amount of joy she brings. So we are in a teething season right now, and she has been this wonderful baby who sleeps through the night since three months old, but now we're teething, so now we get up in the middle of the night. And whenever you start to hear that monitor go off, like you can feel like, oh, I just wanted one night you know, of sleep all the way through, and you get that frustration, and whosever night it is, mine or Josh's, you, you can kind of tell we're both like, you know, you fling off the covers, you're like, fine, I'll go get it, like, you know, that kind of stuff. But then uh, when I hear him or, or I'm in there myself on the monitor, whenever you see her, and no matter what time of night it is, when she's standing up in the crib and she goes, Mama or Dada, it's just all of that frustration just goes away, and it doesn't matter what time it is. It doesn't matter how many times I've gotten up that night. It's all better just in that one moment. And then whosever turn it is, you know, we, we get back in the bed, and the other one asks, so how is she? And we're both, oh, she's perfect. You know, you just go back to sleep. Um, so right now in the season that we're in, yes. that's my sleep exhausted favorite memory. Yes, that's good. That's good. Okay, my favorite memory with my children are the day that, um, or is the day that Catherine was born. She's our youngest, and I will never forget um, my parents bringing my older two, Liam and Caroline, to the hospital to meet her for the first time. Um, just the joy that overwhelmed their little faces, it, it just, it melted me into a puddle of tears. My four-year-old son was crying to finally meet. He was just so thrilled to finally meet his sister. Um, we had Caroline who could not stop smiling because she was ready to be her little mama and, and take care of her and take charge. <laughs> and so um, that's truly a day that I'll never forget. And in regards to my mom, um, one thing I do remember as a child is just waking up in the middle of the night and hearing my mom just cry out to God from her bedroom, praying prayers over us and over our family. And um, I have no doubt that that's, where, that's why I am where I am today because of the many prayers that she prayed for us um, during the middle of the night. And even just hearing her cry out like literal tears because sometimes she probably didn't even know what to pray. But um, 
you know, just doing that has has shaped my life forever and made me want to, um, or made me realize the importance of praying for our children as much as we can. Yes. Yep. None of that goes void, does it? All right, our next question. Um, it says, what has been your greatest challenge during your current season, and what has the Lord taught you through it? So what is the greatest challenge that you have faced during this season, and what has the Lord taught you through it? Well, I've been through all the seasons that you've been through, so now I'm like <laughs> in the end season pretty much. <laughs> but... Um, it's been a challenge because, you know, you always think that your mother is going to live forever and that she's always going to be healthy. And when she's not, sometimes it just can shake you because you don't, you don't know what to do with it. So that's been my challenge right now. Um, whenever my mother, I mean, she's really a young mother. I will tell you that right now. She, was, she had me at a very young age. Um, so I always thought she would be healthy forever. So when she started experiencing the health problems, I really didn't know what to do with it. Um, even though I prayed about it, you know, I, I still felt a little bit selfish about my time and, um, and like, who's going to take care of her? Because she had several mini strokes and became bedridden um, and then that was really a challenge my sister lives with her which helped a lot she'd never been married so that was a blessing that we didn't have to have a full-time person all the time with her but the time that i needed to spend i immediately buckled on i'm i just can't go stay with her all the time you know, I, I felt like I had my career, my, uh, you know, I had all the church things that I was doing. I had my family, my husband. He's the biggest baby, so he isn't here so I can talk about it. <laughs> and he doesn't get live stream. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> anyway, we won't talk about that right okay. now. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, I became angry with God. Um, because I thought, God, I don't know what to do about this. You know, she, she needs this care, and I'm just not willing to do it, even though I love her. I know you're going to think this is horrible, but you may go through the same season, so I want you to kind of understand what happens. Um, we couldn't afford, like, a full-time person, so every Friday, you know, I go stay with her, and at first, I was very resentful of having to spend my time there. Of course, I love my mother, but, but I was letting that selfishness get in the way. So anyway, I just had to keep praying about it and letting the Lord just deliver me from, you know, that feeling that I had. And he did, you know. It's like the, the times that I started going and staying with her, forgive me for my tears, but um, the Lord showed me a whole new thing of what it was like to be that daughter, you know, to love her, just sit and watch her and love her. And, you know, actually, she couldn't talk for about a year. 
um, the stroke, we thought she'd never talk again, you know, and that she had dementia and all kinds of things they were telling us about the many strokes. So um, she couldn't talk, so I felt like I had lost her already. Um, so just recently, now my little sister, she's a prayer warrior as well, and she, she was just, you know, saying that mama's going to be okay. You know, I pray, I believe in, and I'm at the back of my mind thinking, you know, reality is she's 89 years old. She's going to die. You know, you know, it's, it's going to be time. And I want her to be with the Lord. I kept thinking she'll be happy in heaven and with the Lord. You know, what good when you can't move, when you can't get up ever. So, Anyway, the Lord just did a walk in me because um, he helped me to love, love her the way that I needed to love her. And so forgive me for the tears, but it's really an emotional thing for me. Um, and that's what my season is right now. Um, so Brianna is 23, um, and the season that I'm in is... One of the greatest challenges I, f I find with this little area that we're in is letting go. That has been very hard. Um, she is my only. And, you know, I say to, I've said it to my sister, I've said it to others before. You know, when you have multiple children, it seems that it may be a little bit easier. But when you have one, um, and I know letting go is hard for every, no matter how many kids you have. Um, but when you have one and that's it, it seems very daunting to let go and just trust God. So in that, that's where I'm at right now. Um, she's, you know, working a job. She's a teacher at um, Ebenezer Middle School. I'm very, very proud of her. Um, but even just when she comes home and I hear her stories of, you know, the things that she struggles with, um, it's hard to not to want to to take over and to tell you, okay, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to say. You know, yes, I'm mom, but she's also got to be able to do it on her own. And she's got to learn. There's a lot of learning experiences that she's having to do. And sometimes it's hard to sit back and just watch um, those experiences. It's hard to watch her go through them. And so letting go has been a very big challenge for me. Um, not that I want to hoard her forever, I mean, I would love to, but, I mean, that wouldn't be, that would be a little weird. But, I mean, and I do want grandchildren one day. I'm just going to throw that plug in there. Um, I do very badly want some grandbabies to come along. But being able to let go and just know that God has got it in his hands has been very difficult. And it's a constant prayer that I pray. You know, God, you see her. You know where she's at. And I just have to trust that you are, are going to work everything out for her good. And that has been the most difficult thing. And so the challenge there, it's taught me that I've just got to learn how to just let go and just trust. That, big, that word there, trust, has been one of the big things for me. It's just trust and know that God has got, has got it all under control. You know, when she's little, she's mine to take care of, to nurture, to, to baby, to do whatever it is I need to do. But now she's at that age where I've just got to learn how to let go. 
and just trust that God's got it. All right, tag me in. Okay, so a lot of that overlaps for us as well. Um, trying to um, know where in this season of life where your children are with the Lord, um, wanting to give advice without meddling and badgering and getting on their nerves because I got to know. <laughs> um, and I think for, really it's been lately for me in that area for Brock and um, wanting to know what in this world God has for him and trying to figure that out. And I keep trying to tell myself, I'm not the one who needs to know. He needs to know, but I would love to know. And, <laughs> and I'm just being, that's how I've been praying. Like, Lord, I know that you have him in your hands. I know you've got plans for him, but could you please let me know too? Because I don't know why, I don't, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> I don't know where he's I just want to help him. That's all. And, uh, and so that has been my prayer for him, especially. And, um, and the Lord continues to tell me, he loves me. I know him better than you do. And I've got it. And I, and I got to keep myself from panicking that there has to be this specific time that he has to know God's will for his life. And there's not because God doesn't work on our time. He works on his time, and he makes everything beautiful in its time, which is his time. And so there's that. And then with Trent stepping into his new role as a husband, um, I have to step into my new role. And that's, a, that's the challenge. And um, I don't, this is the hard part for me. I don't ever want to make any of my children have to choose between me and their wife or their husband because that is not okay. I know how that feels. And I have remembered that. The Lord has helped me, I thoroughly believe that, to remember like it was yesterday how that felt. And I do not want them to feel that way ever. And so that is very, very important that I don't forget that and overstep because that is not my role anymore. And so then it's letting go and trusting that God has it. He's had them all along. They belong to him and it's going to be just fine. And that's why we had 25 years with Trent, is so that he can go on and start his branch of the tree of our family. And I have to make sure that I don't keep that from happening and that I don't put more burden and more pressure on him than, um, than what is necessary. None of it is. None of it's necessary. And so that's where I am, is making sure that I hold my tongue, that I allow the Lord to do his work, and that their transition into their lives together is easy and not made more difficult because of me. So, um, 
so the most difficult thing for me during this season is um, I'm someone who likes to be in control. If you don't know that about me, I do. I like for things to go my way. And whenever things don't go my way the way that I want them orchestrated, I get all out of sorts. I get a really bad attitude, not a trait I'm proud of <laughs> whatsoever. Um, but I feel like in motherhood from the time that I became a mother at 22 years old, um, the Lord strategically put me in a place where I was not in control and I have to rely on him through everything that I do. Um, it started with Liam as a baby. And of course we know we all can't, we can't ever make a baby do the things that we want them to do. We can't control them because they're a baby. And so you feel frustrated as this very young mother. And then I move on to whenever Caroline is born and many of you know, but um, if you don't know, our, both of our daughters were born completely deaf. And so that was another position where I'm like, I can't do anything about this. And I just became so angry and um, a little resentful, I would say, just because I was, it was out of my control and I couldn't do anything. And so I fully believe that that was God putting me in that position to make me, to, to have my eyes open and to realize that I can't do all of this on my own, no matter how easy or difficult the situation may be, I have to rely on him. And that's ultimately what he wants us to do. So mine's a little different. Um, as you know, if you are a young mother, I have learned a lot about my marriage and communication when you have a young baby because there's so much to communicate about. Um, and any of you, if any of you know Josh Summit, even just a little bit, that boy talks all the time. Like, communication is not a problem. Um, he does talk all the time. But when there's a little life that you are responsible for and you have it in your head that it's going to go one way and you know your spouse has it in their head how it's going to go one way and then you guys don't communicate about that all of a sudden you have something in the middle and everybody's all flustered so i think that's been one of our challenges is learning how to communicate this little tiny person's needs and what we're thinking about the process of how we're going to do it because it's very different, you know, and, and it's supposed to be different. We're not supposed to think the same. And that's the beauty of it when two people come together like that. But you have to talk about it. So I think that's probably our biggest challenge right now is yeah. learning what to communicate about. Yep. And that it seems so simple, but it can cause the most conflict. Yep. Just, I don't know, speak to each other, you know. That's an easy thing, but it is. And, um, and we, we still do it. And good night, Brock's 20 years old. I'm like, oh, do you know where, there was one time when Jaden, I saw, on, by the way, there was one time it just came to my mind. Um, Jaden, I saw her in Athens. I had no idea that she was in Athens, Georgia. I'm like, um, Jay, why are you in Athens and not on campus doing what you're supposed to be doing? And so then I immediately texted Les. I said, did you know Jaden was going to Athens? I didn't know Jaden was going. Why is she in Athens? Oh, she's at a concert. I was out of that loop. So, I mean, it still happens. It will continue to happen, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but if you could catch it now, that would be great. <laughs> All righty. So, um, so our next um, question to share is uh, from our text this morning uh, from Ecclesiastes. How have you seen today's text uh, play out in your experience um, as a mother, especially in this season right now? So Chris, can you show us that, um, 
text again. So, again, Ecclesiastes 3, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So how has that played off um, or played out in your life? Well, in addition to being um, a control freak, I am also impatient, one of my (laughs) other many falls. Uh, So for me, um, I find myself a lot of times wishing away seasons. And just like you said earlier, I mean, I'm, I'm always ready to get to the next best season. And there's just been so many times where I have looked back on the seasons that I could not wait to get away from and been like, oh, man, I really should have enjoyed that a whole lot more. And so I feel like the older I get, I'm almost 11 years into being a parent now, which isn't that long. But um, I I can tell that the older I get, I'm able to um, have more control over making myself slow down and enjoy the moments with my children that I'm in. Um, And I still have my days where I'm like, Lord, please, I am ready to be done with this phase. Let's move on now. But um, I really am trying to to just enjoy them and the season that they're in and the joy that that they bring. Because I know that the teenage years are ahead and I'm we can if we could just skip those, that would be great. That's going to be amazing season. Right. (laughs) That's good. That's good. So I'm a planner. And. If you, if you don't know me, and I'm a teacher, so it's very natural for me to plan. I'm always planning the next day or the next week or, or even the next couple months, and I tend to do that at home as well. And I have found that, one, life with a baby doesn't go according to plan, not a single day. And two, that when you're busy planning, you miss what's right in front of you. So that's something that I've personally actually been working on is just letting every day come as it is, and, and really praying with the Lord and speaking with the Lord and saying, God, I want this done your way. I don't want this done my way because your way is so much higher than mine. It's so much better than mine. And I was actually listening to a, it was a 45-minute podcast. And um, the, the pastor I was listening to, he said that. He's like, you know, it's a really dangerous prayer. God, let your will be done. Because if it's his will, it's his way. That was three minutes into the podcast. I had to keep listening to that first three minutes because I could not get past that part. That's something I I struggle with, and that's something that um, I'm working on now is that I want raising Isla to be done in God's will. But that also means it has to be done in his way. And I cannot plan for the next season to come because I don't know what it's going to hold. And that his seasons look at a very different timeline than mine do. And that's hard. So I think that's something that our scripture today I really connected with was, Lord, I want to move in your seasons with my daughter. I don't want to move in my seasons. Now I'm working on it. I'm not there yet, but I'm working on it. And I've gotten to like 18 minutes into that podcast now. So (laughs) improvement. Uh, Well, I'll go ahead and, um, and share, uh, how this, um, those two verses really hit me. Um, he makes everything in, in its time beautiful. And, uh, and then that last part um, where it, uh, it mentions how we will never know the whole scope of God's works. It's mysterious. It's a secret. If we, could you imagine if we knew way back when we were five years old where we are now? We wouldn't have been able to hold it, contain it, understand it. 
And so God's like, okay, I'll give you this little bit. And then when you are here in a couple of more years, I'll give you this little bit. And that's the way he works. You know, and he can do that because he's God. He can do whatever he wants, however he wants. And I know it can be frustrating when we pray and we just want that answer. I know it can be even more frustrating when the answer comes and it's not what we had planned. Right? And I think that's what um, the scripture is saying to me. The goal for all of us in this room should be to be with the Lord in eternity. And that our children and our children's children would be there with us. And the details don't matter. They do, but they don't matter because I don't know them. My children don't know them. But God does. And that's all that matters is that God has it all in his hand, and he's got it all under control. Yeah, I kind of, um, with the scripture, just have sat back, and it's just reminded me that um, there is beauty in every season. You know, even in the ups and in the downs, there has been beauty in every season. You know, even from the time that she was very small, you know, and the hardships, you know, that she may have faced in other um, ages, that there is beauty in that season, even though they've been tough to watch um, or, you know, fun to watch. It's, it's been a, a beautiful season. And just knowing that those seasons that are coming are just as, they're, they're going to be just as beautiful. And just knowing and remembering, you know, that even if we don't see things the way that we think that they should go, it's still going to be beautiful because it's going to be what the Lord has planned out for her. You know, I used to sing this as a teenager because that was like big in the 60s, you know, for every time there's a season. You, and I would sing it and not really understand what it meant <laughs> but um, until I got older. And then I, I learned that, you know, through the seasons, that matter of fact, the scripture that kind of reminds me of this scripture is in Proverbs 3, 5, which says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own own understanding that in all your ways if you'll acknowledge him then he'll direct your path so that took me a, a long time to connect you know what it meant to be connected you know and and, and go that path but um, I'm thankful for, for the season that I'm in even though I cried like a baby a while ago um, <laughs> I'm thankful because I didn't tell you this after a year of my mom not talking she started talking again and it was is so precious when I go on Fridays that when she opens her eyes, she's asleep usually. She just has the biggest smile. So that always just touches my heart. So and, and even with my own family, my own daughter and, and the trials that we go through, you know, um, you want your grandchildren saved. Uh, you want, you know, everybody to walk the right path, you know. Um, you want things to be perfect, and they're not always perfect. I'm not perfect. None of you will ever be perfect. But just know that if you will follow that, follow these scriptures, that God will get you through, and you'll come out of it. You know, if, if you don't, if you don't, you'll suffer despair. You'll start, um, you know, if you don't trust him in those things, you'll start going off on your own path. And it doesn't always come out well when you do. So that's just a word of advice there. That's that wisdom. 
Yes, that is. I have to. I have to tell something about Miss Vicky. <coughs> I can just picture what you had on when you sang, "Turn, Turn, Turn." I had bell bottoms with flowers. Yeah. It's true. She was. You were a true hippie, right? I was just Not making sure. True, because my mother would have whipped my. Okay, mother. almost a true. That close to being a true hippie. I was <laughs> she was a secret hippie. <laughs> All right. Good. Yeah, I sneak yeah. around a lot, you know, because my mother would make us wear real long dresses and um, socks. So I get to the bus stop, take my socks off. It was a big thing, y'all. It was a big thing. And I'd roll that skirt up real And I would, I would just pray that she would never see me at the bus stop. We do not condone that here. <laughs> Yeah, although she is giving you some really good information. Have you shared that with your mom yet? My mom? Yeah, does oh, yeah, she know about all that? I told her years later okay. the things that were actually, I was the oldest. Kristen, I was like you. I have to be in control. I don't, I'm impatient and I want things done. But I would hide things from my mother. So years later, I would tell her that I was not the innocent first child that she always had. I always blamed it on the four sisters that I had that were younger than Well, you were just the guinea pig. You were just figuring it all out for everybody else. All right, so we're going to end this, e or this morning, this evening. It's been that long. Did y'all even realize it's 5 o'clock at night? Just kidding. Um, but we're going to uh, end this morning with um, each person in their, in their season just sharing just a word of encouragement, if they haven't already, um, for those of you who are in that same season this morning. So, Bev, if you'll share. Mine is, is that peace is a presence. It's not in routine, it's not in events, or and it's not in the lack of events. Because as life goes on and you have a little one, or you're, as they get older, your life gets busier. So you're not, you're not looking for peace in a circumstance or in a situation in a lack of events. Your peace is found in his presence. And, and that transcends all circumstances, and it transcends all events. And if that is a cornerstone in your family then that is going to be a place you guys can always come back to, is that peace. Um, my word of encouragement would be um, in those days, whenever you, the days just feel monotonous and mundane and like you are never going to get out of that difficult season that you're in, if you can be intentional about slowing down to look for God, um, I promise you, you'll find him. And he's, he's not leaving you alone to walk through it by yourself. He's walking every step right in front of you as long as you allow him to be there. Um, the one thing I can say is, you know, the word tells us not to worry. And I know what you're going to say whenever you hear that word worry is, oh, that's hard to do. It is hard to do. But, you know, the word tells us not to worry. And so I'm, I just want to say to you, you know, and to me, because I'm still in this season where that is the first thing that creeps up is worry. So I want to just in encourage you, you know, to not worry and to just keep on praying. When worry creeps in, just keep praying. Because when we pray, there's peace in prayer. And there's peace in knowing that God has got it. 
So I just want to encourage you to just keep praying. Keep praying, keep seeking God, keep asking God. And just put the worry aside and just take it one day at a time. You know, we've been sharing this even like with my mom and some of the things that she's going through. We've been saying to her, don't look too far into the future because when you look into the future, you get really scared and you get really nervous about what's going on. Take it one day at a time. Don't worry. Take it one day at a time and to pray. Good. And I can piggyback right on that. Um, continue to entrust your children to the Lord. It wasn't just a moment on whatever platform you dedicated your children to the Lord. It's for the whole, their whole lives. And, um, and as you're praying for their futures, for their future mate, for their future in their career, get out of the way and get out of their way. And most importantly, get out of God's way. So he can do what he has called them to do and show them what he has for them to do. Be amazed when he answers your prayers that you have prayed over them since you dedicated them. Don't fight it and be upset about it. Thank the Lord that he heard your prayers and be open to his answer. I just have to say that, you know, mothers, um, you're very special. Love your children. Bring them up in the way that they should go, and they won't depart from it. You know, I'm still relying on that word. And if you still have a mom, um, you know, cherish her. You know, the Bible tells us that we'll live a long life. I'm, I'm banking on that one. <laughs> if, if we'll respect you know, our, our mothers and our fathers. I just love them unconditionally. If you'll stand with us, we're going to end in a word of prayer and, and go back to um, one of our songs that we sang this morning. We're going to invite the, the praise team back in. And, and as they're getting in, uh, into place, um, I just want to pray a, a prayer over, uh, especially, of course, all of our mothers. It is your day today. And we're going to pray that uh, whatever season you find yourself in this morning, that um, you are leaving this room encouraged and possibly challenged. Um, if you haven't felt like you've done the best at some of these things, or maybe something that wasn't mentioned, um, it's not too late. It's never too late. And, uh, and so as long as you have breath in your lungs... <laughs> the Lord is here, and he is able to do whatever you're going to ask him for this morning. And if that is just to remember the moment of that season, if it is to help you to speak of the things of God to your children and with your Go children more, if it, is, if it is releasing your grip on them so they can experience no, God for themselves, no. Or if you're in that transition of, of you taking care of your mother as Miss Vicki represented today. God sees all of you. We're gonna play he knows exactly what you need before you do. Of you he knows together, exactly where you are. And, down. and so we're going to pray to uh, for you guys this morning. Right if you bow your heads. Right, D, D, Lord, D, D, we D, D, thank D, D, D. you. We thank no. you so much.
for um, having us here this morning, for what was shared from these ladies today, and for what was received in our family this morning. I pray, Lord, that you would remind us of who you are in the seasons we are in right now today. And as we move into the next seasons of those uh, areas of motherhood, the areas in our home that we are responsible for, I pray that the words that our ladies shared today, your word, Lord, from Ecclesiastes, would ring so true in their spirits and remind them, Holy Spirit, of what you have told us in your word today. And Father, it all comes back to you. It all comes back to your faithfulness to us. It all comes back to you starting a good work in us and you're faithful to complete it. It comes back to, Lord, that you make everything beautiful in its time when it's ready to be made. Lord, nothing goes unseen. And Father, when we're facing those challenges, I pray, Lord, that you would help us to bring it to you in prayer, that we will trust you with every step of our families, of our children. And as we watch them continue to grow and as they start their branch of our family tree, that it would thrive and that it would be made beautiful and that we always give you the glory. We give you the glory now, Lord, for what you're going to continue to do. And we praise you. It's in your name, Lord, we believe today and we expect to see great things. And we will thank you for them. Amen.